It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. New game day shirt, boom, cash back. Food for the tailgate, boom, cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome into the Locked on Reds podcast. I'm your host, James Rapine. A lot to get to today, including a Reds win. I'll be honest, the win doesn't matter much to me. And I'll explain why coming up. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Reds. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, including LockedOnReds.com, where right now I wrote... And it's the featured story on the website about Jesse Winker. His benching, what it means for the organization, and why I'm questioning everything. More on that in a bit. The Reds, well, they won yesterday 7-4 over the Diamondbacks. Now improved to 20-37 and on the year with a 7-4 victory. Adam Duvall, starting left field, or excuse me, starting right fielder. Adam Duvall, he's actually left field. He started in left field yesterday. But either way, it doesn't matter where he starts. He's starting. That's the point. I don't like it one bit. But uh, he had four RBIs yesterday. Had a hit. It was a home run. Surprise, surprise. Grand slam. And uh, Scott Shebler also had a home run, two RBIs, as the Reds won 7-4 to four behind 12 hits. Sal Romano picks up the win despite giving up four earned runs in five innings. Gave up three in the first Settled down a bit after that. Uh, here's Adam Duvall on his home run, on his grand slam, which powered the Reds to their 20th victory of the year. That at bat went from real bad to real good real quick um, because, you know, I, I took a first pitch strike right down the middle, um, first first pitch fastball that I thought was a slider. And then, I, you know, next pitch, I think, or the, or the pitch after that, I swing at one kind of in the dirt. So, um you know, but it was good to, to see one up and, and get the barrel to it. All right, that's Adam Duvall, and it's great. Look, the, it's great. The Reds won, and it's cool when they win, and that's awesome, but they're 16 games out, and I have no idea what the hell they're doing. And I have no idea what they're doing because, well, they benched Jesse Winker yesterday. And Jim Riggleman said this. He told this to the Enquirer. He said, I think if it was Scott Shebler, we'd say the same thing. If it was Duvall, the same question. Basically, I think none of them have really hit like they're capable. Shebler and Duvall's defense is probably a little bit ahead of Winker. So, what the hell are you doing, Reds? I have no idea. And fine, Jim Riggleman, he wants to win games. He's the interim manager. But what is going on in the Reds' front office? To where they say, you know what? We're going to play this 29-going-on 30-year-old who's going to make a ton of money starting next year, or going to make more money at least, starting next year when he's arbitration eligible, and Adam Duvall, he's hitting 181 on the season. But you know what? Let's promote him from four-man platoon to three-man everyday starting outfielder. It makes zero sense. It makes zero sense short-term. It makes zero sense long-term. It makes zero sense, period. I've seen the argument of, well, it's going to bolster. 
Duvall's trade value. There's nothing that could bolster Adam Duvall's trade value unless he goes 50 for his next 50. There's nothing. That he's been bad. He continues to be bad. Yes, he had one hit yesterday, and it happened to be a home run. All right. And it was important. But overall, 181. He gets on base 27% of the time. Adam Duvall's numbers for the season aren't that great. In the past 18 games, not that great. It's not like he's surging. He's hitting 208 in his last 18 games. The guy they benched him, for Jesse Winker, who could be a part of the rebuild, who could be a part of the future, who could be a part of a winning team in 2019, he's hitting 174. Not much different. But instead, the Reds tell their young player, a guy who's supposed to be part of the solution, that he's benched. For a guy who's not much better offensively, he's not better offensively, not much better defensively, maybe a little bit, but overall, it's not worth it. And that's why I, I, I wrote the, the, uh, the piece that I did today at LockedOnReds.com. Trust is earned, not given. Who do you trust in the Reds organization? I got the, the whole idea of, like, let's, let's just go through the season here. And obviously, this is the first season of Locked on Reds and the podcast, and you guys are familiar with me. Heck, this is our 59th episode, by the way, 60, episode 60, airing tomorrow. But it's crazy because a lot has happened in such a short time. Brian Price gets fired 18 games in. They're 3 and 15. They get off to their worst start in franchise history, 3 and 18. Ultimately, this team, this organization, it seems like they've had a bunch of knee-jerk moves from Nick Craw getting promoted to GM from assistant GM to the Brian Price thing to what they've done with some of their prospects. Some of those prospects include Amir Garrett, who now it seems like he's destined for the bullpen forever. This organization it was in a spot where I could get behind all of that. I could throw out the record. I could say, screw the record. I don't care that they're 3-18. and 18. Jesse Winker's playing a lot. I don't care that they're 3-18 and 18 because Sal Romano's getting the ball every fifth day and Tyler Malley's getting the ball every fifth day. And I could buy into that. I can't buy into this. And I wonder if they know what the hell they're doing. This seems like a very, oh, man, one of our prospects that we were banking on struggled for a month, so instead of trying to let him play through it, we're going to bench him. What? Why would you bench Jesse Winker? Yeah, he's not going to play every day and work on the defense. We don't like him because of his defense, but he's not going to get a chance to work on it. He's just bad at it. And you know who we're going to play? A guy who can't hit in center field who's really good on defense and a guy in Adam Duvall who's average on defense and can't hit. That doesn't even make sense. I get playing Billy Hamilton every day. If you hit him ninth, sure, he still can't hit, but he's great defensively. He obviously offers you a bunch of speed on the base paths. So that makes sense. I get it. It also makes sense if you're going to play this def great defensive center fielder that you can get by with a guy like Jesse Winker and playing him next to him. That's what I think they should do. I have no idea what they're thinking. In fact, I'll say this. If I was Dick Williams, if I was Nick Crawl. And according to John Fay of the Cincinnati Enquirer, Nick Crawl signed off on this. I wouldn't have. Wouldn't have signed off on it at all. In fact, I would have doubled down on my guy. I would have doubled down on Jesse Winker. I would have said, Jesse, I know you're hitting under 200 in the month of May. I get it. You've struggled. 174. Your walks have slowed down. 174 over the past 18 games. You know what we're going to do? We're going to let you know you're playing every single day. You're our guy. 
Not because it's it's their best chance to win. Maybe Jim Riggleman does feel like Adam Duvall gives them their best chance to win, but they're not winning regardless. This season was about one thing, and you've heard me say it a ton on the podcast, figuring out what you have. The sole purpose of 2018 was to figure out what Robert Stevenson can be. Hopefully they can do that. To figure out what Anthony DiScofani can be. Obviously he had a rehab start yesterday. Figure out all these starting pitchers, including Tyler Malley. Even Homer Bailey, who obviously the returns haven't been good. And then figure out what Jesse Winker is. Figure out what Jose Peraza is. Figure out if Scooter Jeanette's a guy you want to invest in long term and he continues to play himself into that role. It sounds crazy, but to me, the the more logical thing would have been starting Winker every day. Another logical thing would have been, um, let's move Jeanette to the outfield occasionally so Alex Blandino can get more time in the infield. Play the guys and see what they can do. Get them experience. Jesse Winker has 315 at-bats. Billy Hamilton has over 2,000 plate appearances. Adam Duvall over 1,500. Like We know who these guys are. Adam Duvall, you think he's getting better. You think Adam Duvall is going to morph over the next two months and get like higher trade value. I've, I've seen some of that. Oh, his trade value is going to go up. That's what they're doing. Hell no. There's no way. He has 1,453 at-bats, Adam Duvall does, in his career. We know what he is. A guy who has some pop to his bat who's going to hit 220. That's what Adam Duvall is. I don't know what Jesse Winker is. This year is about finding out what it is. It's not putting out the best team out there. It isn't. That's why they didn't go any free, get any free agents, and that's why I was okay with it. It's about seeing what the young guys are. That's why I'll defend Sal Romano. Keep him in there. Don't send him to the minors unless he needs to develop, unless there's something you think he can tweak. But even in the minors, at least he's pitching every fifth day. Jesse Winker now is benched. You benched him. And if here's the thing that boggles my mind even more about this trade thing. If Adam Duvall was ever going to establish trade value, and that was the plan from Dick Williams and Nick Kroll and the Castellini family and the Reds front office, then they should have made him the starter from day one. From day one. Not this platoon thing, let's see what we got in Winker. No. If the goal was to showcase Adam Duvall so you could trade him before July 31st, Jesse Winker should have started in AAA. Jesse Winker should have stayed there and developed. Obviously, he could work on some defense, play every day down there, and then if you can trade Adam Duvall, you do whenever you feel comfortable, whenever you feel good on the offer. He's playing every day because I do think that affected Duvall a bit. I think he'll hit a little better now that he's in the lineup every single day, but that's how you trade him. That's it. Not this silly platoon BS, and now on May 30th, yesterday, you announced, yeah, Winker... He's going to sit the bench. It's just, it's insane to me. It makes zero sense. I haven't seen any good argument for it. Jim Regelman mentioned defense. Oh, Jesse Winker's really going to improve defense on the bench. Gonna really, he's going to defend the water cooler. And John Fay mentioned this on uh, wins above replacement. Numbers for the four outfielders. Duvall's at 0.7. Shebler 0.5. Hamilton 0.1. Winker. Minus 1.1. And then he noted that it wasn't just Riggleman's decision. Nick Crawl met with him, so did special assistant Buddy Bell. Y'all are insane. If you guys really signed off on this, they're insane. 
And I, I outlined why at LockedOnReds.com. It's like 1,100 words. It's worth your time. I tweeted it out as well. At James Rapine, at LockedOnReds. I'm questioning everything now. From their development in the minor leagues, Jesse Winker's been in the organization for six years. Stop telling me that he can't be competent. You can't get him to a competent, make him a competent outfielder. Doesn't have to be good. Doesn't have to be a gold glover. Doesn't have to be a high end player. But he, you can't make him good enough in six years in the minor leagues to be able to play alongside the best center fielder in the game defensively or one of the best defensive center fielders in the game in Billy Hamilton. Like, if you can't do that, it's a development problem. And Robert Stevenson obviously hasn't developed how they wanted. And, and there's a lot of guys, there's a long list of players that are under the same boat. Billy Hamilton is the same guy at the plate he, now as he was five years ago or four years ago when he came up. Nothing's changed. Johnny Bench, and, and I didn't really mention this on the podcast, but Johnny Bench talked about Homer Bailey in, in his delivery, and he questioned it, his mechanics. That's a developmental thing. So now I'm questioning that side of the Reds. I note a Barry Larkin quote from earlier this year in the article at LockedOnReds.com. I'm all of a sudden questioning everything. I could let them firing their manager after 18 games, even though I thought it was a you know shoot-from-the-hip type of decision, a, a overreaction to a team that was just playing awful, and it wasn't really the manager's fault, but fine. Scapegoat Brian Price, he was going to get fired anyway. I get it. Promote Nick Crawl, even though it makes really no sense that you're doing it. The timing seemed off, but fine. Do it. Now Dick Williams is out of the limelight. He can focus on the baseball op side of things. Nick Carl can help with the draft, etc. Everyone's happy. I can get on board with that. I can buy in and talk confidently about a team who's 3-18 and 18, as long as it continues to build for the future because I could see the light at the end of the rebuild tunnel, and then they go do this. Chad Dotson, RedLegNation.com, has joined me on this podcast multiple times. You've heard him say it. Heck, he tweeted it yesterday. Is it a rebuild or is it not? Is it a rebuild or is it not? Fans don't expect to win now. You've told them time and time again that you're not going to win now. So you play a guy in Adam Duvall who's not going to be here, shouldn't be here after July 31st. Definitely shouldn't be here next year because he's arbitration eligible. And regardless of where he is, he's not part of your rebuild. And you bench a guy who could be part of it. It's not like they send him down to AAA to work on some things. No, no, no. It's not like they send him down to AAA to play every day and get more experience in the field. No, no, no. They want him up here. They benched him for Adam freaking Duvall. What am I missing? Am I insane that I'm missing something? If I'm missing something and I've gotten some tweets, he's not good at defense. It's as simple as that. He's 24. It's not like he's played in a season's worth of Major League Baseball games yet. Let him figure it out. Good God. Like in your little league, in your on your little league team, how many kids sucked back in the day and then halfway through the year looked a little better? Well, if you trust the development side of things at your major league level and at your minor league level, you'd want Jesse Winker playing every day so he could develop into a competent outfielder. I buy I'm of the belief that most, if not all, major league players that play outfield, that you try in the outfield can become competent. That doesn't mean good, but if you get the fundamentals down, get the technique right, get all that stuff, you take the best best path to the ball, know what cutoff man to hit, all of that, all of the fundamentals, you can be competent in the outfield. Instead, the Reds, well, they benched the guy who, I get it, isn't good defensively right now. 
for a player who's average defensively, awful at the plate except for power-wise, and isn't a part of the future. Nice going, Reds. Great idea. This really feels like the rebuild's going well. I'm James Erpain. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. I ranted there. I hope you guys were okay with that. You can email me, James Erpain at ESPN1530.com, on Twitter as well, at James Erpain, at Locked On Reds. I encourage you to take a look at the feature article today. It's entitled at LockedOnReds.com. Trust is earned, not given. It's about the Reds organization benching Jesse Winker. I tweeted it out as well. Check it out at LockedOnReds.com. I'm going to try to get a guest on tomorrow. I don't know who to get on. I kind of want to get Doug Gray on, RedsMinorLeagues.com. Why? To discuss Anthony DiScalfani, his AAA. Uh, He made his final rehab start in AAA Louisville. Expect to see him up here probably next week. So that, that's a possibility. Also, the development in the minor, the Reds minor league system that all of a sudden I'm questioning everything. So maybe him. Maybe Chad Dotson. Is it a rebuild or is it not? Because both guys, maybe we'll get both on tomorrow. I don't know. But I'm going to get one of them or someone else fired up. I need to get someone else's perspective on this whole Jesse Winker thing. It's the craziest thing ever. Oh, Jesse Winker struggling for me. Let's just get, him, get rid of him. Let's bench him. Hey, see that water cooler, Jesse? Sit by it. What the hell's wrong with him? He was great in April. Bad in May. Hey, what did I say before the season? That young players, they're like roller coasters. They're going to have peaks and valleys go up and down. I thought the the Reds rotation was going to be that. It certainly has been, especially the young guys like Romano and Mally. Jesse Winker did that. And instead, the Reds couldn't be patient with him. Makes zero sense. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Back at it tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.